June is Patron Appreciation Month. This month, I'm giving patrons a complimentary copy of the Tax and Business Guide for Authors. I created this course with my CPA dad, and it currently sells for $199. But patrons get lifetime access in June as my way of saying thank you. You can become a patron of the show at novelmarketing.com patron. I'll have more info at the end. Now, on to the episode. For many authors, getting a book picked up by book clubs is the ultimate dream. Not only do reading groups supercharge your book sales, but knowing that readers are discussing your book is very exciting. But there is a sad reality about books and book clubs. Most books never get discussed by a single book club ever, often because the author has no idea how to make a book book club friendly or has no idea how to promote their book to book clubs. So how do you save your book from this sad fate? How do you get book clubs to pick your book and recommend it to others? Find out in this episode of Novel Marketing, the longest running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr., CEO of Author Media, and this is the show for writers who want to build their platform, sell more books, and make a living writing books worth talking about. And this episode is for indie and traditional authors, both published and unpublished, fiction and nonfiction. All authors can get their books into book clubs if they know what they're doing. That is, unless you're writing a reference book. If that's you, book clubs are not for you. They're not going to discuss your special dictionary. So step one is to attend book clubs while you're writing your book. Reading and discussing books in your genre with other readers is so valuable to helping you understand what readers are looking for in the books they read. It's also going to make every step and every tip I talk about easier. You want to become fluent in the world of book clubs. Now, one technique I talk a lot on this podcast about is picking a Timothy, a target reader. And I Sometimes we'll get authors complaining to me that they don't know where to find their Timothy. They struggle that they don't know where the people who read their kind of book are. And one thing every single one of these complaining authors has had in common is that none of them were a part of a book club or reading group. (laughs) And in some instances, I'll email them back and say, have you considered joining a book club? And in one case, The author emailed me back. She said, oh, my goodness, I now have more Timothys than I know what to do with. (laughs) She found her audience and all she had to do was attend a book club. So if you want to be a writer, you need to be a reader. This is not new knowledge, but it's still just as true now as it was 50 years ago. And I will say it's even more helpful for you if you run a book club, because then not only do you understand how the discussion works from a reader's perspective, but also how the book selection process goes from an organizer's perspective. Yes, I know it's work, but it's very rewarding work. You will enjoy it. It will pay you back many times over, not just in making you a better writer, but also in helping you make more friends. We are living in a society where people are spending less and less time interacting with each other in real life, more time interacting with bots online, and it's making us all sad and miserable and depressed. You can do your part to fight back against this trend by starting a real-life book club. So uh, that's step one. Join or start a book club. Step two is to write a book club-friendly book. So while all books 
can be book club friendly, not all of them are. In fact, most of them are ineligible because they have fallen prey to one of the book club disqualifiers. So what are the disqualifiers? Well, a common one is that the book is too long. Now, the longer the book, the fewer members will finish it and the worse the discussion tends to be. Now, some book clubs will vote on what book to get selected and there's a certain kind of book club member who will always just vote for the shortest book. Now, this alone does not disqualify your book, but it is a strike against you if your book is 400 pages. It's less intimidating for a book club to select your book if it's closer to 200 pages. Another disqualifier is that it's too preachy. The problem with a book that's very preachy is that there's nothing to discuss. <laughs> book club discussions are a reward for the subtle author, the author who can show rather than tell. Another disqualifier is that it's too niche, right? Your book on motorcycle maintenance probably won't be appealing to a book club. That is, unless you find a way to make it touch on a broader topic. So if you use motorcycle maintenance as a way to teach Zen Buddhism, now it has broad enough appeal to potentially get picked up by book clubs. Another disqualifier is that it's too inappropriate. Now, we don't currently have one set of morality in the United States. We have multiple moral systems. So who finds your book inappropriate will vary depending on who your target reader is. Right? Different kinds of people are triggered by different kinds of content. So, for instance, a lot of people in the middle of the country are very triggered by bad language, for example, whereas people in the cities tend to not be bothered by bad language as much. So you need to know what kind of book clubs you're reaching. And this, sadly, gets even down to the politics, right? A Democrat book club is not going to select a book written by a Republican author in most cases and vice versa. Even if you're not particularly political, that will reflect in your writing and it will influence whether or not they pick up your book. And so there's no book that I know of that is popular across the political spectrum that's been written in the last five or ten years. And so there are classics that continue to resonate with readers, but even those are getting rarer and rarer. So keep this in mind. Inappropriate triggering content will disqualify your book from some book clubs. And you just need to be careful that you don't disqualify yourself from all book clubs. <laughs> so you got to pick a team. Another disqualifier is that it's too similar to a more popular book that the club has already discussed. So the fast follower technique that can be very profitable financially for indie authors where they see a book that's popular and they write a book that's similar to that book for readers who read the popular book and want more like that. Well, that technique is, can be very effective at selling copies of your book where you're kind of coasting in the wake of another hit. That technique doesn't make your book, book club eligible because they'll just discuss that more popular book instead because <laughs> your books cost the same. The other thing that can disqualify your book from being appealing to book clubs is if it's a deep book in a series. So in general, book clubs prefer standalone books. They will read first books in series. But they very rarely will read a seventh book in series or a tenth book in series or even a second book in series. Because that, again, going back to the first disqualifier, it's too long. right? If, if members of the book club feel like they need to read six other books in order to discuss this book, it's too much work, too much commitment, and they'll pass and pick a different book that's a standalone. Okay, so that is how to keep your book from being disqualified. 
But you're now still in a crowd of many other authors who have books that are also not disqualified. So how do you get book clubs to want to pick your book? How do you write the kind of book that they want to discuss? Well, one is to incorporate themes worth discussing, right? I was talking earlier about subtlety. You want to, while you want to be subtle, you also want to be on purpose and working in themes, deeper themes into your book. So shallow books are less interesting to discuss. (laughs) You also want to study craft. So book club interest is a reward for excellent writing. And there's a lot to craft. I'm not going to go into all the ways to make your book excellent. Although I do have a bunch of episodes on that here in the podcast. So whether it's plot or dialogue or pacing, or tension. All of that is very important because the better written the book is, the uh, more likely it will be to be picked up by book clubs. But I will say of all of those things, perhaps the most important if it's a novel is your characterization. Good, strong characters give people in the book club someone to relate to and someone to root for. And this works best when you have multiple interesting characters that are conflicting, right? So this could be something as simple as Team Edward versus Team Jacob, but it can become much more interesting than that. And the better and deeper your characters are, especially your protagonist and your antagonist, and the more relatable they are, the more of an interesting discussion your book will lead to. Another thing you can do to make your book more book club friendly is to add a reading group resources section to the book. So if your book isn't finished yet, you can put discussion questions at the end of each chapter. This tends to work better for nonfiction, or you can put them at the end of the book, which works better for fiction. And some nonfiction books also will put the questions at the end of the book. And this not only makes your book more approachable for book clubs, but also it's like an invitation. Every single person reading your book sees that list of questions and they're like, ooh, I'd like to discuss these questions. Maybe I should start a book club just to discuss this book. Almost every book club was started because a book demanded that readers discuss it and they had to go create a group so that they could discuss that book. And then when they finish the first book, they go on to other books. And so if you craft your book correctly, your book can actually help start book clubs around the country. And you can also, at the end of your book, mention that you have a reading club resources section on your website. And also, if your book is already out and it's too late to add reading group resources to the book itself, you can still add a reading club resources section to your website. So let's talk about that. My plugin that I developed years ago, My Book Table, has a reading group resources function built right into it. So right there on the book page with the buy buttons and the description and the blurbs and excerpts and all the rest of it. You can add reading group resources. So it's all on one super page that's almost guaranteed to rank on Google for your book title if you built out the page correctly. So include those discussion questions. Even if you have them in your book, put them in the reading group resources section. Maybe put them in a PDF. You also might consider recording a short discussion Kickstarter video. You can upload it to YouTube and then embed it right there on your website so that it's very easy for reading clubs to watch. It used to be that clubs didn't have access to the Internet, and so it was kind of tricky. Authors used to mail DVDs around, but now everyone has the Internet on their phone. (laughs) Every TV has the Internet and access to YouTube. So it's really easy for a book club to watch a short video of yours. But again, don't be too preachy. Don't give away too many answers. The whole point of a discussion is that people are disagreeing and having different perspectives. So you want to just start the conversation. You don't want to finish it. You also might consider adding a bulk 
ordering function to your website. Some book clubs buy the books themselves. So they've got 50 people in a room discussing a book and they're going to order 50 copies and they don't want to pay the full retail price for those 50 copies. And so make sure that you make it really obvious that they don't have to. Right? You're happy to give them a discount if they're going to order 50 copies of your book. Uh, you might also consider creating a PowerPoint slide deck uh, for introducing the themes of the book. And if you really want to make your book reading club friendly, consider creating a leader's guide PDF. So my outline for one of these would be first icebreakers. An icebreaker is a conversation like what's your favorite kind of ice cream or, you know, just to get people talking because not everyone will know everyone else in a book club. But you want to create icebreakers ideally related to your book. A good icebreaker doesn't add to status, right? It's not like, how good with money are you, right? Your book's on managing money. It's like, how much money do you have when you go around? That's a terrible icebreaker, right? But you want to pick something that's more lighthearted, more fun, where there's no right or wrong answer. It's just something to break the ice and get the conversation started. You might also include food ideas for a snack or meal. If your book is a period historical romance, consider a recipe from your era that people can eat, right? Uh, be creative here. In this Leader's Guide PDF, include the discussion questions from the book, but also potentially bonus discussion questions, maybe some advice on uh, guiding the discussion around those questions. You might even have a meeting outline with timing suggestions. So assume the meeting is going to be one hour and it's like, OK, here's 10 minutes for the icebreaker, you know, 10 minutes for this question, 10 minutes for this question. You kind of walk them through a sample meeting. You know, none of them will follow it exactly, but having a template to deviate from is a lot easier than starting from a blank page. If your book is inspirational, perhaps consider some prayer points or some prayer topics. Incorporate that into the meeting outline. Or maybe you have some group activities, right? For nonfiction, there's a lot of creative activities that you might have. But even for fiction, there may be some fun activities that are related to your book that you can include. The more fun your book is to discuss and the more of these fun elements that you add to the leader's guide, the more the people in that group will discuss it online to tell their friends, man, we discussed this book and it was so much fun. The group activities were so much fun and other book clubs will hear that and they'll pick it up. And it's possible to create a bestseller just because book clubs love your book. You can also add action steps that the leader can suggest to the group at the end, right? It's like, all right, let's take some action and start doing whatever better. This is particularly effective for nonfiction books. But again, many fiction books have a nonfiction angle, especially when you start talking about those deeper themes that your book is connected to. So now you have a book club friendly book or you have uh, modified your website to make your book club more book club friendly. The next step, step number three, is to find some book clubs. So local libraries often will have a list, uh, but most book clubs don't meet at libraries, and I, I don't find that libraries are particularly easy to work with. Uh, so let's talk about the different kinds of book clubs and where they meet, other than the library ones. So the first category would be a formal book club. These are the kinds of clubs with schedules, websites, votes, and officers, right? Mothers of preschoolers is a good example of this kind of book club. So that's kind of one end of the continuum. On the other end of the continuum, you have informal reading groups. So this is, you know, me and my two friends meet to get coffee once a month to discuss the same book, right? So it's very low key. 
this kind of reading group is much more likely to pick up your book if the questions are in the book itself. Because since they're not formal, since there's no leader, there's no one who's going to download a leader's guide from the website. They're just, you know, hanging out and drinking coffee and talking about their book. Another big kind of book club, and maybe the biggest in terms of the free ones, is a Bible study or Sunday school. So most churches have Bible studies or Sunday schools, and they are discussing books. (laughs) So Uh, The number one key thing, if you want your book selected by these kinds of religious groups, these small gatherings, is that it needs to be recommended by influential religious figures in that uh, religious community, in that denomination, or in that church. If you aren't recommended by the influencers, it's hard for them to trust that what you have to say is good and valid and orthodox and not heresy or what have you. Another kind of book club is a class or workshop. So I once had a college professor assign my book to his students. (laughs) I found out when the university bookstore contacted me about making a bulk order. They wanted to stock my book in their bookstore. And so they reached out to me about how to do that. So my advice here is if you want universities to pick up your book, you need to write a book in line with one of the academic schools. So my book is secretly about sociology, really. (laughs) It's about the sociology of dating amongst a certain community. And even though I never mentioned the word sociology in the marketing because I wanted normal people to read it, but the professors who read it was like, oh, there's an interesting sociological perspective being presented here. We want to discuss it. I didn't make that a feature, though, in the marketing overall. But a big chunk of books that are purchased are purchased because professors and teachers and curriculum designers make those books mandatory. So if you can, this is a very good path to long-term profitability for your book if you can get it picked up. Uh, Getting your book um, pulled into the academic world is a conversation for a a different episode because it's more than just a book club selecting it. And I I may do an episode on that in the future if you want. I feel like most books aren't really academically appropriate. So I don't know if that would be an interesting episode or not. Let me know in the comments if you want me to do an episode on that. Another place that you can find Book clubs is at meetup.com or bookclubs.com. Meetup.com is all about in-person meetings. And bookclubs.com has a mix of in-person meetings and online meetings and a surprisingly good selection. I was really impressed going over bookclubs.com that they had, I don't know, a dozen in my area. I was surprised. I was expecting it to be a group, maybe. <laughs> but people are uh, hungry to hang out in person and, and they're putting their book clubs up online. There's also a bunch of online book clubs. You can find them at goodreads.com. Bookclubs.com has online groups as well as in-person groups. Okay, so now you have a reading group friendly book. You found some reading groups to reach out to. Step four is to recruit those book clubs. So before I talk about how to reach out to the book clubs, I want to talk a little bit about the life of a book club organizer. Organizing a book club does not pay money, right? This is an act of love. And maybe there's some book clubs that pay the organizer money, but I've never seen one, right? This person's super busy. They're a big reader. They're a Goodreads power user. And they more or less have a universal frustration that their club members don't always read the book (laughs) and that attendance is hit and miss, right? This is the kind of universal challenge of running a book club. And this book club organizer doesn't pick books uh, she hasn't already read and loved. So I guess there's two ways to select a book. One way is the organizer just picks the book. The other way is to vote. 
I'm a part of a reading club, and the way we do it is everyone can nominate a book for the next book to get selected, and everyone can vote as many times as they want. So if you like four out of five of the books, you can vote four times, which is effectively a vote against a fifth book you don't like. <laughs> and you're not required to nominate a book, but other clubs are run in a different way. And so just realize if a book club organizer ever reaches out to you, make her your number one priority. Get back to her very quickly. Make her life as easy as possible because this is a busy job. And the more you can take off of her plate, the more likely she is to select not just this book, but perhaps other books in the future. It's not uncommon for a book club to circle back around on a author that they've already discussed one book up. All right, so how do you promote your book to book clubs? Well, the first thing I would do is put a call to action in the back of your book. The best people to promote your book to book clubs are the people who already read it and enjoyed it and finished it. In the back matter of your book, we have a whole episode on back matter, but one of the things you might consider asking people to do in the back matter is to select your book for a book club, or I will say including those discussion questions is in itself almost a call to action. It's an invitation at any rate for your book to be listed as one of the options in the next book group meeting. I would also email your list about your book club resources. So if you have an older book and you're listening to this episode, you're like, I need to put together some book club resources to make my book more book club friendly. Well, once you're done with that, send out an email to your list and say, we now have a reading club leader's guide. And if you want to do a book club discussion on this book, here is a guide to make it really easy. As you get feedback back from people who've featured your book, share their stories of participating in the book club and how it went, right? Ask people to take a photo of everyone holding your book and you can share that photo with your email newsletter. I would also encourage your launch team, if your book hasn't been launched yet, launch team members are great resources for getting your book recommended for the book clubs that they're a part of. In fact, the time that they are prepping to for your launch is a great time for them to join book clubs if they're not already. And when you're recruiting launch team members and trying to select who to let in your launch team and not, that may be a question to ask. Are you a part of a book club? And then finally, and this is a a big one, is to offer to participate in meetings. This is an advantage that you have over big-name authors. So while a big-name author can't offer to attend those meetings virtually, you can, right? And in fact, you probably really enjoy Zooming in or calling in to a book club meeting. And so make that offer right there in your email newsletter. It can be a great way to give your book the edge, Right. I've never had an author of the books that we've discussed in any of my book clubs attend <laughs> virtually to a meeting. But that'd be really fun, especially the final meeting. You know, after we've had two or three meetings discussing this book and now we have some questions we can ask the author and discuss it with the author. That would be really fun. As you scale up and more book clubs are doing your group and that's too much of a time commitment to spend an hour with the book club, you could still record a short video specific to that group and send it to the organizer. And you do it on your phone, takes a couple of minutes, totally worth the time and can build some really good goodwill with the organizer. Or you could get questions from the leader of the book club ahead of time and record a video answering them and then send it to him. This also works if the time zones don't match up. So there's a book club on the other side of the world and you don't want to wake up at two in the morning, right? Just like email me the questions, I'll record a video answering them and that will help with time zone disruptions. Again, if you are attending via Zoom or Skype or whatever, do ask everyone to take a photo holding your book and send it to you for you to share on social media or share on your email newsletter. 
people seeing that other people are enjoying a book is probably the most important element for a book being picked up by book clubs. It's uh, scary to be the first, but it's easy to be the 1,000th. In fact, it's hard to not be the 1,000th. 999 other book clubs have also done and enjoyed this book. I'd also send a thank you note to the organizer for featuring your book, right? You make friends with these organizers. They're very influential people when it comes to book sales. And while you're you're zooming in to that meeting, right, offer them a freebie. Offer them your reader magnet. Get them on your email newsletter. (laughs) Give them something special as a way of saying thank you for selecting my book as your book club book. And then in your follow-up afterwards, you know, consider asking the organizer if she knows any other book clubs that might be interested in reading one of your books. I was in a meetup group once that was a meetup group for meetup group organizers. (laughs) It was a very meta group, but very fun and very helpful because even though the groups were very different, we had a lot of the same challenges in running meetup groups because I used to run a lot of meetup groups and had a lot of fun starting groups and gathering people who didn't know each other but had something in common. If you follow these steps, if you start attending book clubs while you're writing your book, if you write the book specifically to become a book club friendly book, if you find book clubs you think would be a good fit for your book, then you reach out to them through your existing readers. I think you'll be stunned just how many book clubs start to discuss your book. And as more reading groups do it, more reading groups will want to do it. So it becomes a virtuous cycle. To him whose books are discussed by book clubs, more book clubs will want to discuss his book. But to him whose book is not appealing to book clubs, even the book clubs he thinks will discuss his book end up changing their minds at the last minute. (laughs) I have a course not on book clubs specifically, but on writers groups. And a lot of what I teach in that course applies. So if you're thinking about starting a book club yourself, I think that this course on how to start a local writers group would actually be pretty helpful. It's the cheapest course I have. It's included for free. If you're in the five-year plan, you already have access to it. And if you're a patron, you can get 50% off. And there's a link on patreon.com to get that. And we'll walk you through how to start a writers group or and really any kind of in-person local group. Speaking of patrons, our featured patron today is D. Lynn Mickelson, MD, author of The Good News File, Hope for a Modern World. This life-changing book is filled with inspirational stories and quotes to help readers cultivate optimism and help them lead happier, more fulfilling, and more successful lives. If you liked Chicken Soup for the Soul, you will love The Good News File by D. Lynn Mickelson, MD. And if you would like to become a patron to get the patrons-only discounts on courses like How to Start a Local Writers Group, you also, as a patron, will get a bonus episode every month where I answer your questions. So if you want to pick my brain, the best way to do it is to become a patron, and we'll have a link in the show notes at authormedia.com slash 382. Now, the Novel Marketing Podcast is a production of AuthorMedia.com. The audio engineering is by William Umstadt. The blog post is crafted by Shauna Lettler. And you can find that blog post version as well as links to everything I talked about today at AuthorMedia.com slash 382. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. saying thank you for listening and live long and prosper. Don't forget, June is Patron Appreciation Month. If you become a patron this month, or if you're already a patron, you get lifetime access to the Tax and Business Guide for Authors. But patrons get way more than just access to that course. Here's a breakdown of the patron rewards. There's three different reward levels at different pledge prices. At $4 a month, you get access to the Tax and Business Guide for Authors, like I said, but you also get a bonus episode every month, 
the ability to ask live questions in the monthly Q&A episode, and over $800 worth of discounts on other author media courses and free book vault setup. At the $10 a month level, you get everything I just talked about in the $4 level, plus access to the podcast host directory. This is a directory of the email addresses and contact information for over 100,000 podcast hosts that may be interested in having you on as a guest to talk about your book. And you also get access to AI Thomas. This is a GPT-4 chatbot that I've been working on for the last several months, and it answers questions based on over 500 episodes of the Novel Marketing Podcast and the Christian Publishing Show. But here's the best part. It cites its sources, so you can click to read the blog post that inspired the answer. So even if you don't like AI, you can think of it as a super-powered search engine to help you find the Novel Marketing episode that specifically answers the question that you have. And then at the $25 a month level, you get everything I've already talked about, plus your book featured from time to time on the podcast. If you want my help in your publishing journey, become a patron today, and you can become a patron at novelmarketing.com slash patron. That's novelmarketing.com slash patron.